Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Things go from bad to worse for the Australians here. It still has them at a 0.7 chance of winning this game. They have been zero since yesterday after that shocker of a day where England absolutely dominated. And the draw is at 57.6% now. And that is mainly because it seems like day four is going to be raining a lot. Forecast a little bit better for the last day. But still, I think, you know, England probably don't need a lot of time to be able to get the Australians out. And that was really helped by yesterday's efforts to be able to put a couple hundred on. Some terrific batting. Uh, again, not you know, not so great bowling and, and fielding from the Australian side, but you know, to then have them fall down for 113, still behind by 162, there's every chance that they could get them out before they even pass their score again. And in a four down, it probably only takes a wicket or two. You've got Marnison on 44 uh, and Marsh, so there's one off 27. Who's in form? Uh, but, you know, from there on, really, it's, it's, it's Greeny, who I think Kerry should be batting ahead of him at this time. Um, uh, you know, Kerry and obviously Greeny to come along with Starkey is probably you know, in a fair bit of form at the moment. But yeah, against this England side, against Mark Wood, it's going to be very, very tough. So the Aussies want a, a draw, obviously. Uh, England, if they can win this, then that last test, as I said, is going to be absolutely incredible to watch. So let's go into the English uh, first innings there and some terrific batting again, just from, from Brook and, and Stokes, just to really settle in and start this this first session really well. Uh, both getting half centuries. So Stokes kind of, you know, hitting a bunch of boundaries in there uh, in his little section. Brooke hit three in a row at one point, which was really, you know, nice for him. Um, and the English there, but 51 for Stokes, 61 for Brooke in that section there. Cummins bowled a few good overs, a, little, a good little spell there and ended up getting Stokes. Just tied him down a tad uh, and then bowled him there. Obviously one of those shots that, uh, you know, he'd been striking for, for four or six very regularly in those beginnings that he had and just unfortunately missed this one. And, uh, and Brooke went on to get 61 and some good bowling from Hazelwood. Let's let's start with Hazy there. He obviously picked up three uh, of those of their tail enders in Wokes, first ball, Woody and uh, and Stuart Broad there. But he ended up toiling away really nicely. 27 overs, 5 for 126. And I think, I believe it's his 10th five-wicket haul. So 
he's super important to this side. We know that it's just you know him getting back to full fitness and yeah, good to see that he could actually get some spoils in this. Obviously, a really really tough outing for the entirety of the team, but you know five for him wasn't Paddy's best. You know, a few days out there uh, with the ball, and then Cam Green was fine there. You know, solid for two for sixty four, uh, and going a little bit a, a lot less than the other guys there with Starkey going at five and a half, Hazy four point six, and Cummins five point six. So I think yeah, as we know at this stage, Greeny's value is with ball in hand rather than bat at this stage. And obviously with this, you know, the way that this went out at five ninety two, they ended up. You look back and you go, Nathan Lyon would have been really nice. You know, having Murphy would have been really nice to just to have a, a different type of bowler. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Head wasn't able to to get away uh, with with his bowling there. Sometimes it really works, but in, in this type of innings when your know, scoring was very free, a lot of guys he's bowling to, you know, he seems he, he would be coming on when, when guys are in. And uh, you know, that's six six scorers in this game of fifty one plus. So very, very tough for someone like Head to come in who's a part-time bowler and do a job. But we cannot put any blame on not having a spinner. I don't think it's a very, very minor piece, that 5 to 10% potentially there. It was just the the um, the, the way the Australians bowled and just you gotta you got to compliment the way that England went about their batting, that's for sure, in this one. And, and going at you know, five, and a, five and a half and over here was incredible work. So let's go to that. And, and really what we want to look at here is the difference between the English batting and the Australian batting. I think that's where the issue lies. And, you know, Bairstow came out and was amazing there. 99 off 81 balls, not out. Unfortunate for him that Anderson got that LBW at the end because it was a really well-deserved 100. And, and he's he has returned great. It was nice to hear his his chat after the game, after the day's play, sorry, um, to, to Mark, Mark Nicholas there at the end to just to speak about, you know, he was asking a few questions about the the commentary and people that are, you know, saying that he shouldn't be in the squad and all this sort of stuff. And he's just happy to be there. Like he, he's missed out. Um, you know, he's nine, nine and a half, ten months post surgery and, you know, he has pins in his ankle and his in his um and you know, his lower limb in his lower leg there. And you know, he's coming out and batting incredibly well and, and obviously a good catch in that first innings as well. So much better from him in this game keeping wise, but then also the batting just shows how valuable he is to this side there. Um, so yeah, incredible work from him. Four sixes, ten fours in that one. And you just, you look at the other side of the ball here and there's a bunch of guys getting starts again. Similar to that in the first innings, there was heaps of guys that got 30 plus, 32, 51, 41, 48, and 51 there to go along with a 16 for Cameron Green, a 20 for Alex Carey. Um, unfortunate uh, that they you know, were able to get starts and not go on with it. And that was a big difference between the two innings. And then you move to this one here and again, you know, Warner, you're sitting there, he's faced 53 balls and he still doesn't know where his, his stumps are. You know, he's, he's trying to half leave, half play a ball that's about fifth or sixth stump. And that's the difference between the Australians and the Eng- and English in this last two test matches. It's just that the Aussies seem a little bit tentative when they're going to play their shots. And that was very much on show with Warner there. He had Smitty just getting caught down leg side. It's just a bit of a, you know, he, he does do that a bit where he's going across to the offside and he's falling away a little bit. And those type of shots can happen where you just get a little bit of glove on it because your head's going away from it and you're not in line with the ball. So again, just another one of those wickets just wasn't very nice at all. And and then it just shows the Mark Wood and, and that sheer pace that, that can get these guys here. And and he ended up getting Travis Head on his seventh ball as well. He just didn't really know where the ball went. It, it just, yeah, he was like, do I duck, do I leave? And then he kind of just stood there and it just went perfectly off the face of the bat to, to Gully there with Ben Duckett. So yeah, a couple of really tough tough wickets from Warner, Smith and and head there just in a row 
really, you know, fairly fairly quick after each other. We had the 54 from Warner, then a little bit of a partnership with Smitty, and you know, England made it tough. They weren't able to score as freely. You see here Smith going under 50 strike rate there, minus it at a 50 strike rate. So a little bit slower going, and that just, you know, put a little bit of pressure on their batsmen, and also knowing that they're so far behind in this game, and it's going to take really big scores. And, um, yeah, 54 for two there, 97 for three, 108. Uh, so, yeah, three wickets within 50 runs there. After a solid start, you know, there was, there was none down for 32, and Woodsy was looking okay, and then he got a you know a decent one from from Wood there and nicked it again. So just a, an, an issue that he's facing at the moment is just getting you know, on that about fourth stump line and, and, and just nicking from that. So it's not the worst that's happening at the moment. You know, not the worst ways of getting out, but it's definitely a little bit of a, a glaring hole there in this one. Uh, and obviously Miss Marsh coming in and just making sure that he was there at stumps was really, really important because, as we said, with a lot of weather around, it could be that they are able to sneak through for a draw. And if they happen to continue to lose a bunch of wickets, they could have been like six or so down. And, and then you only need to, you know, in two days' play, you only need to get out there for 15, 20 overs to, to be able to get the last four wickets. So really, really important that Marnus and, and Marsh there stick around for a long period of time. And this is where I think Marnus really needs to step up as the senior batsman. In, in this side, which is crazy because he's only been there for, what, this is his fourth year now. But he's the number three. He's one of the best batsmen in the world, and he needs to go on and get a 100 uh, and be there for a long period of time. Even if he's scoring at this pace or slower, it's just batting that time, and, and I think he can do it. And he'll obviously have some confidence going into tomorrow if they do get out there to bat. And if it does get to a fifth day, and there's still a potentially a bit of weather around, then they'll know in their heads that they only need to get through the one day. Maybe it's a session or two. And uh, yeah, they'll be able to you know, get this, knock this one out for a draw. But I think Marnus is going to have to face plenty of balls, probably up towards around the 200 mark. And maybe he's an 80 not out. Maybe he's 90, maybe he's 100. However, this works out. And you know, if they're trying a bunch of different things and have heaps of gaps around that he could score you know, quick enough and kind of just relieve some of the pressure, because that's going to be the big thing here. And you look at the, the England bowls, and as I said, Mark Wood, incredible work, three for 17. Um, you've got Broad, Broad and Anderson both doing their thing. Anderson just building pressure from one end. One and a half and over there, 11 overs for 17 was great. Broad wasn't able to get um, you know, any wickets that, that he would normally get in that sort of first spell. and ended up being a four overthrows that Anderson threw as well. So I don't think he was too happy with that one. Moen Ali, they got on early as well. He was bowling in the seventh over. And it's just so that the two best bowlers at the moment for this side are the two freshest guys in Mark Wood and Wokes. Just getting great wickets, four between them. Uh, going at uh, 2.4 2. and over and 2 and over there. They've been the difference since coming in in Game 3, and I think they'll be mainstays in this test team going forward, especially in England. I think that um, you know the way, the, the way that Wokes bowls in their conditions and then just the sheer pace of Wood, when he's fit, he, he's a must-have in this in this side. So very, very interesting. It could go down to, to two all here. It should go to two all. Um, you know, having one day of rain could probably make sense, but having two in a row... It is England. We'll have to see what happens. But uh, I hope there is some play on day four. And uh, hopefully we see Marnus and, and Marsh there come out and, and have a good innings there. Hope you enjoy that one, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 